Watch this. Hello and welcome back to the Cookie Jar Golf Podcast. I am Tom Mills and today I'm joined by Sam Williams. Greetings. And young Bruce Fitzpatrick. How are we doing, gentlemen? Howdy. Yeah, very well, thanks. Nice to be in the in the office doing a pod for a change live, rather than yeah. staring at your sort of like portrait size. I say live, they're all live, aren't they? But yeah, in, yeah, I know what you mean. Why do we keep Not coming back to this podding live thing? Like, yeah, if we're, no, it was a misspeak. Podding, it was a misspeak. Anyway, let's not get into the let's get into the minutiae. <laughs> let's not get into the minutia straight off the bat. I like because we've live. got a packed schedule to get through today, haven't we? Mills? Yeah, we missed a week, so we're yeah. a little bit behind. We've got loads to talk about. Absolutely, tons of. Few of our listeners are asking for explanations on the sort of regularity of the yeah. podcast sam doesn't like podding so we need to get around that yeah. so we just had a very hectic schedule it'll be every week throughout <laughs> lockdown and post lockdown from here on out yeah there was a bit of a disparance this discrepancy really wasn't there because we're like in lockdown we would do two a week and then it kind of as we can play more golf we do less we're talking doing less talking just yeah. just working on a game so what's on the itinerary then bruce so i think we're going to kick off with a couple of bits of controversy um from last week, Shen Shen Feng's refusal to play the third and fourth place playoff, I think, merits a little bit of discussion. We've also got the um, Brooksy, Bryson DeChambeau, Kepka <laughs> debacle, which I definitely think is worth diving into. It's, 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 um, it's Brooksy. <laughs> and then after that, we'll launch into the events, the shocking events, the surprising events at Muirfield Village and the Memorial. Um, and then we'll round things off with a discussion of the US Open at Olympic. The ladies women's, the women's US Open at Olympic, followed by a little um, tip of the cap to the Porsche European Open, which concluded today, didn't it, on a Monday? Shit, the, the way you introduce packed, that pod, Bruce, is like the way a fancy restaurant introduces a meal to you. Mm. I was sort of expecting it to be served with a jus of a Porsche German Open or something like that. Very nicely done. So you, is that you saying? Is that you saying you want me to try and no, somehow nice. pigeonhole the? No, it was nicely uh, done. It was all sort of nicely presented there. What's I think, the soup of the day? Well, it was the soup du jour. <laughs> mm, yeah. Sounds um, brilliant. Um, and of course, a nod to next week. Uh, six days time. The inaugural this week, actually, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it is this week. Six days time. The yeah. cookie jar mixer. That'll yeah. be plastered all over social media. Yeah, the inaugural. Yeah. The story uh, will be one of those irritatingly long stories. Like if you're not really into it, you're just going to be swiping just tune past out. it. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, but you can just swipe past. You just press it. Just, you yeah. go through just, just get the tile, thumb, but... swipe the whole way left across and the just, wall of yeah. it. And just but if you're, if, you're, if you're not in the loop, the cookie jar mixer, the inaugural cookie jar mixer is happening at Blackwell Golf Club on Sunday. And uh, it's the flagship event i would say in the cookie jar calendar it's the only event in the cookie I jar mean, that calendar doesn't, that's more a relative term isn't in it? the but english it, golf yeah. calendar i would say yeah, actually, it's yeah. one of the flagship events not seen it on the on the pga tour schedule or anything like that but it's a big deal for us so we're looking mm. forward to it yeah, right let's get into it gents okay so controversy straight straight out the gate shen shen feng's refusal to play the third and fourth place playoff mills do you want to take that one away because i know that is a topic that You've been particularly dear to your heart animated about. Well, I just think it's I think it's something that needs to be talked about. I know we're a little bit we're a week late on it because it, she refused to play in it because she wanted to. Um, she she obviously <laughs> wasn't going to win it because she wasn't in the the final match, and she wanted to go and prep for the U.S. Open. So that's what I think is interesting, and the thing that I want to talk about is 
Is there actually a point in any third, fourth place playoff in the history of the world? Right. I Sorry, I'm confused. I assumed it was a playoff for the win. No, no, no. Third, fourth place playoff. Ah, <laughs> uh, so this is so a match lost, play. Lost in the match no, no, play no, no, yeah, it was the match play. You know, the, the right. match of Shadow Creek. Come on. Yeah, she's lost in the semis. I mean, I'm sh- my 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 now, the attention I'm spending on watching women's golf is showing here. Right, yeah, it's so a terribly elitist. Mm, okay, man so just, it's uh, the got you. <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't refuse to play in a final. Right. Okay. Yeah. So she lost in the semis. Obviously, for TV, they want the final. <laughs> they want to have twice the amount of yeah. matches. Just just watching one match on a final day is incredibly interesting and hard to, to actually show on TV. So they obviously want the third, fourth place playoff, but. Shang Chen Fang was like, nah, I got it. not okay, for me. I'll just, just concede. It. Yeah. yeah, she I'll just concede because I, I, I want to go, I want to just head up to Olympic and get ready for the US Open and I can't be bothered. So there's two things for me here. One, there's absolutely no point in a third and fourth place playoff, Agreed. in my opinion. So I think we can all agree on that. However, broadcasters and you know sponsors and people who stage these events <laughs> have got certain commitments to mm. uphold. And I would also say that you know, there is so much rhetoric out there, driven largely by a lot of the women golf, you know, women golfers out there who want to see more people engaged and enjoying watching women's golf. Because I think we'll talk about the Olympics soon. I thought that was a fabulous event and it was good to watch. And yet, it's just an absolutely shocking indictment of women's golf when just, you know, the person can't be asked to turn up for the third, fourth place playoff. Okay, yeah, but that, that's you, again... You, I, I, that's... I, just think that's, I just think that's really poor form when... It's not like because she's a woman she couldn't be asked. No, 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 hang on. You're misinterpreting it, though. There is There must be some consensus among the players in at, at that level where they want to see more people, more broadcasting, more people enjoying watching their events. So when one person just turns around and says, right, third, fourth place playoff, not doing this. I'm just going to dial in on but something it, else. It's a terribly short-sighted view of the world, I think. Okay, but is so, that wider than Mark? Well, okay. I just uh, I would urge you to reconsider because I think it's mainly a scheduling problem, isn't it? I mean, it's up in Las Vegas at Shadow Creek, notoriously arid, kind of sort of difficult conditions to play in. Um, you know, it's lush as hell. To be fair, I'm yeah. Shen Shen Feng. To be but... fair, she's played a total of 112 holes over five days, which was more than anyone else in the tournament. On Saturday alone, she played 41 holes, um, and you know, it's the Bank of Hope LPGA kind of match play event. It's scheduled right before the flagship event, which even more sort of broadcasting kind of circus manipulation, or whatever's gone. And I'm just, I'm saying that you know, as a positive, the way they they've run the the um, the late the ladies US Open I think was was very very good but that's a that's something we'll get onto later in the pod and she's literally just said to Aria Jutanagan like I'm shattered I want to go and get ready for next week yeah it's piss poor it's piss poor I think Bruce is, is going the other opposite direction well, with his no, I, th- I think it's you're, you're, it's you're okay. saying it's a sensible move for her yeah I'm, I mean no one's disputing if Tiger or Brooks Kepka so was I doing get it. this hang she on can't what would win. you be thinking if Tiger or Kepka you'd be like yeah absolutely brutal but you know that guy's going to go and win no, wouldn't I wouldn't. You, I, no, I wouldn't. You'd be like, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I'd be clutch. like, that is terribly short-sighted and selfish. I think it's a poor move. 
I, I mean, it's just like, yes, she's played more golf. Like you're in a match play thing. They're going into these events knowing there's the possibility that they're not going to get it done on the 15th and they might have to play a lot of golf. That's the nature of knockout tournaments. I mean, we've got Mr. President's putter sat with us here. You know, he plays 500 holes in a week, you know. They don't play consolation matches in the putter. No, well, I mean, that is, it is Mickey Mouse because they probably haven't got sponsors and broadcasters to appease. But it is... Um, I just think it's shocking. I think well, it's pretty I, poor form. Uh, we, you, we don't need to spend a whole it, pod talking no, about something. I know, but if you look at this way. Out of date. I mean, let's... This week, there was a choice in Britain of two stellar golf tournaments. There was Memorial and there was the US Women's Open. I'm not sure I'd say the Memorial was stellar. I think but, it was good. But, uh, anyway, Sky Sports Golf, Golf, played the men's tournament and you had to go find Sky Sports Mix, which I only found out existed like mm, a week ago good channel actually, to yeah. watch, to watch the U S women's open. So look at it this way. What incentive does Sky have to put the women's open on their main golf channel when people like Shen Shen Feng can't bother to, to, to turn up to matches and complete the commitment for the broadcaster. Turn down this debate too much. Well, no, I think it's interesting, actually, because, you know, without opening up Pandora's box, I think Sky has probably, I think it's, it's fair, it's a fair characterization to say they've liked to do a fair bit of virtue signaling over the last 12 months or so in terms of, you know, the banners and other things they want to kind of attach to their broadcast, which, you know, is fair enough. That's their discretion. What, what do you mean? Well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff they've put up around um black lives matter the kick it out initiative in football they've okay, said yeah, they asked, sorry. Hey, they've, they've also they've also asked the virtue signaling so playing the women's, women's well no no like but i think and i think some of that has actually you know like i do like the sky coverage but i think some of that has just been um kind of expedient rather than serious detailed debate um they kind of you know there was a pretty galling moment a couple of weeks ago when they just sort of asked henny's all about um or sorry i shouldn't say that because a new name is henny cognac is it is that I think since she's I don't gone know what new, uh, so new anyway, they've asked Henny about her perspective on on diversity in golf. Um, sort of, it was kind of an off the cuff, really remark. It seemed to come at the end of an interview rather than um, where they were talking about something else, rather than a dedicated discussion of that. And I just think if they're if they genuinely are kind of committed to this progressive agenda in golf, they should be doing more to show the US women's open i would have the, thought it was on the main you know golf I mean? channel. yeah you, you would think that's to be mm. the case so i don't think it's fair to say well sky are kind of within their rights to hold back on the broadcast because shen shen feng has just put two fingers up to the sponsors i think like it just sort of shows that in sky's case they're not being particularly consistent in terms of how they're going about mm. um how, how they're going about kind of portraying golf and and the inclusivity, you know, the inclusivity they put the walker around cup golf. on mix didn't they they put the walker cup on the mix channel yeah, but that, I mean, that's, they, an, amateur that, event, that's an amateur it? event. It's Whereas not you've like... got the memorial tournament versus yeah, a major in the women's mm. game, and that is on mix. And I just think that doesn't really stack up, to use your words, Sam, with, stack up. with some like of the other things that they've been goal. pushing in the past about how Sky is seemingly championing. Well, we more seem to have gone goal. down a vortex here of, of yes. broadcasters, but I, I, yes. I stand by it. If, if you are in the event and there's four people remaining and there's a playoff for it, I think we would be. I would stand by it, be abhorred if the person in the third, fourth place, place playoff at Texas um, ducked out of that. You'd be like, that's poor mm. form. Speaking of Memorial, yes. I mean, the, the, let's let's start with the obvious. Um, Ram what? Gate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, 
I am, we actually haven't talked about this before, even just amongst ourselves. No, this I, is, am, no. I am shocked and abhorred. Really? Yeah. I just yeah. think, so if you go, if you do even a, a small amount of reading, you will see that John Rahm was contacted on the Monday by contact tracers to say that someone has, that, that you have been in, in close contact with has been tested positive COVID. It is in the PGA's protocol that they are allowed to make a decision on whether they continue to play or not. First of all, that's ridiculous. I mean, how can they choose whether they're allowed to continue to play, even though they say it's with restrictions? So the restrictions are, you know, the things they can do indoors and things like that. You have to submit to contact tracing as well, don't you? And all those things. So he tests negative on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So he's, he's tested negative. And he obviously tested positive on the Saturday. Now, when they got this information, I don't know, but they decided to, to tell him off the green after he's finished his round at 18. Now, imagine walking down 18. That's the first time that, that they found out that information, which I don't believe is true, but imagine that that is the case. They have then let John Rahm shake hands with Scheffler, fist bump Morikawa, shake hands with Scheffler and Morikawa's caddies, do all these things. And then they've told him you've got COVID. So he is potentially given COVID to Morikawa and Scheffler and their caddies. And it's only going to affect them going down towards the US Open because it's not going to affect John Rahm for the US Open. He comes out before it. He comes out on the Tuesday before the US Open. Yeah, I It's just think- shocking. It's like how they, how they reacted to it is ridiculous. Okay, so I think I can maybe shed a little bit of light on the timeline of things because what you said was correct in that he tested positive. So he had, what was it, like four or five tests, came back negative, negative. then tested pos- positive on the Saturday morning. Now, that might have been on the conclusion of his third round or maybe just before he went out to conclude his third round. He tested positive. They then sent that sample back to the lab again for another test, which I'm not sure if even that's even the right protocol. But they then said, right, well, he's had five negative tests or four negative tests and one positive. Let's just double check that he is actually positive. And I think that came in two, two and a half hours later. So, I, you know, I don't think it, it, they could have prevented him from playing that that round entirely. But I agree with you in that, yeah, the sort of shaking hands with Scheffler and Cantley and um, maybe if they could have, they, they, telling him telling him earlier um, well, in why, that why third them, round why would, have, finish would have been. The, why let him finish the hole? <sighs> yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? The whole thing's a smacked of um, a bit of a stunt, a bit of a PR sort of exercise, I thought. I, I haven't watched all of Memorial this weekend, the bits I've watched. The whole way that was handled just felt like this is an opportunity for us to show the world we're pretty serious on how we're policing and managing it, which I think would carry some weight if there weren't the thickest end of 50,000 spectators around the, mm. around the greens everywhere. But it, it was... It didn't seem consistent, There's no way. No, there's no, there's no way that was the yeah. right way to handle it, irrespective, unless someone would just happen to be standing by Ram on the 18th green when it came off and said... Oh, crikey, look at what's just come across my desk, which obviously never happened. So, you know, it it was just a very bizarre way of handling it. You know, the whole kind of 
you know, so he sort of falls to the floor in tears and, you know, off on the buggy. And it was just very bizarre, I thought. Extremely odd watching. And... Yeah, I mean, poorly what did you handled. make of the, the, the calls for him to play a, a one ball on the well, Sunday? Well, so I, I was, I was checked out uh, yeah, a few yeah. different tweets, and Jimmy Walker was giving it like, "Let the boys play," and you know, I can't believe they just won't let him finish on it as a one ball. Um, here's a question: What is one of the, the the sort of primary things you get if you win at Jack's place? What happens as soon as you win? You shake Jack's hand. You go off and you shake Jack's yeah, and hand. Yeah, and yeah, like Which Jack. is bizarre because, <laughs> by the way, they keep building that up and going, and now they're going to get to shake the great man, Mr. Nicholas's hand. So, so all of a sudden becomes Mr. Nicholas for that weekend. And it's like these boys all play at the Bears Club and see him. Like we've podded with Eric Van Royen, who's like, yeah, I see Jack down there all the time. <laughs> yeah. Really cool guy. He's always interested but, to know how we're getting on. And all of a sudden it's like this, crikey, they're going to meet Mr. Nicholas. He's there with his wife, Barbara. It's I like, believe, isn't oh, it? God. <laughs> get, get, but, get off. You know, to take to, you know, John Rom. Yeah, lone players are one ball. Oh God, yeah, he's, he's, he's romped hand. it. He's romped it by ten shots. Let me go shake Jack's hand. Here we go. Hollow victory for Patrick Cantlay, isn't it? I think. Well, he's, and, he's and, finished thirteen under, hasn't he? And Rom got to eighteen after yeah. three rounds, and you just like mm. was was Rom going to just shit the bed on Sunday? I don't think so. Not to that extent. Um, oh, it really does. And to be yeah, fair, I weird. thought he handled it really well when he won, and 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 kind of interviewed after he was you know he kind of sort of said look you know i don't think you know this probably wouldn't have got it done if it wasn't mm. yeah. some i don't mind i don't well, mind accepting the 2.4 million dollar check yeah, but yeah probably shouldn't Absolutely. be me but um and yeah like why would he he's not going to give that away but yeah i mean agreed the whole thing was an extremely bizarre spectacle i thought it was a whole load of stuff though i mean moving us on ever so slightly I and mean, we could talk about sorry we haven't covered the brooksy well i'm just going to bring us into brooksy yeah. hang on we can't I'm, even I'm, move on there, there was there was we sorry we can't we're, move on from the final round of right, the i set yeah. the bloody ice in hang on, the start well, of this podcast i read out an absolutely world-class <laughs> five-star menu it's brooksy <laughs> so we've got to get into the brooksy stuff just first. follow just before we get there right what do we want to talk about before we get to brooksy in that final round there was two of the leaders. One of them had a shank, a straight-up hosel rocket into the trees that went 45 degrees right. Right. That was Scheffler. Like, when was the last time you saw that in a professional Quite thing? Uh, I don't, yeah. And Morikawa had a full-on whiff. Who? Morikawa. Yeah, I didn't find either of that that interesting because they hit bad shots all the time. Like, yeah. I know that sounds that like it may be just a bit dismissive, but... They, they they do hit shit shots quite often. I mean, shanks and whips. I actually are. think something that sort of sticks in my mind for one reason or another more than either of those two shots was DJ topping a four iron off a off a fairway in Saudi earlier in the mm. year. But they, they they you know I know they're the best players in the world, but they still hit crap shots. I, I didn't I didn't see the shanks or the whiffs to be honest with the you. Rough, but, that but rough, the rough on that. But I wasn't talking about the rough though. Like yeah, it did look seriously it was deep, juicy, wasn't it? juicy. Contrast yeah. settings were very high on those cameras. Yeah. I mean, Come on you, then, Brooksy. Was, well, no, I, we were jumping in around it, but it was only because we were on the con, contra, controversy, but the, the Brooks stuff, bizarre. I, I watched the thing that he put up because I quite like Brooks anyway. I thought he was just talking about beer. I didn't follow this kind of um, right. anti-Bryson okay. rhetoric. Was it like an undertone? In so, there? Did it go over my head because I just wasn't paying enough attention or I haven't got the IQ for it or something? So I think I'm correct in saying that there were quite a few fans at the memorial who were just saying, come on, Brooksy, whenever DeChambeau hit a, hit a shot. And I think especially when he was hitting, you know, a poor shot, they just said, hey, Brooksy. And he started pointing out these people, just saying they're putting him off and asking for them to be evicted from the <laughs> from the tournament, which I think is pretty... Uh, <laughs> 
uh, yeah, I mean, he's just being overly sensitive, isn't it? Really? Uh, oh, man. Bit of a shoot okay, to either, either way, he's asked for these people to be evicted. And Kepka's then taken to Instagram um, <laughs> and just said, yeah, all those people who are evicted for shouting Brooksy, like I'll send you a crate of beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Eamon Lynch, I'd urge everyone to go and read Eamon Lynch's article because it is, um, you know, it's, it's quite interesting. I do feel like Eamon Lynch sometimes just gets a thesaurus out and decides to use un, like overly complicated words for the sake of it. A man after um, your own heart. <laughs> but but no, 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 I'd never do something like that. Why, you know, why word when you could just explain it a lot more simply? And yeah, anyway, it's a decent article nonetheless. And um, he basically says that, you know, Kepka, Kepka sees social media as the fifth major. And, <laughs> and, he's, and he's as good at, yeah, I mean, it is a good article. Um, you know, he's as good at, at social media as he is at winning, you know, the hardest tour events in the world. Uh, and DeChambeau's just, you know, that kind of like awkward kid who just doesn't really know what to like, sort of how to handle, handle um, the fans and how to make himself endearing. But he does say, you know, like I think Kepka's taken this too far. Like he's basically encouraging... I think the line he uses is that he's like, there's a cancer in sport that spectators think that they're actually actors at this, at these events mm. and they need to do something to participate themselves rather than just observing the action, which I think is a bit of an overstatement, but um, it is interesting. Like whether, you know, I think it's obvious that Kepka's pulled that stunt with the sort of player impact program in mind. Well, I, <laughs> the idea you just give out a load of beers to people for heckling DeChambeau is just, I don't yeah, know but if what point noticed. does it become bullying? Because it like, well, I, know, I don't know about bullying. I mean, I mean it seems fairly humorous to me. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm sure the bullies think it's funny when they're bullying the, 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 weak, the weaker kids, dodgeball style. But it's like, <laughs> I don't know, like, are we going to encourage, like, yeah, just sporting, slagging off Bryce no, and no, no, I don't because he's are. got a beef with Brooks Kepka? What I like, don't get, I don't know if any of you guys have noticed, I've watched a few events now where. Brooks's fans that he seems to have kind of his kind of audience that he's curated over time seems to be a little bit more redneck perhaps than Ooh. some of the other players. I don't know if you've noticed that, but I certainly noticed it at Kiowa Island. You could hear a lot of the kind of come on Brooksy, you know, there's a lot Pretty of loud, kind of yeah, really kind of, loud yeah. kind of chanting. They don't like people like Phil didn't seem to have that same and I, think I, I don't has understand. All of them. To be fair. Do you think? I, I think Phil, yeah, Phil just attracts everyone. I, get the I, I sense know what you that mean, he's though. got some real loudmouths in the crowd yeah, wherever he goes, Brooks. I don't notice it so much with some of the other, particularly the American players. I don't fully understand the social context out Phil's there, social media at the moment, by the way, is world absolutely class. When he took the water maker out of the yeah. buggy the other day. He must, he must have been doing about 55 miles an hour. In that I mean, I well. would give him all of the player impact program just for some of those reels that he's yeah. been putting up right just now. Just to let you know, in case you forgot. <laughs> I won the PGA. <laughs> um, I don't know, but I do get, I do have a feeling that, um, that he's kind of picked up a, a certain cross section of golf fans. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think it probably derives a bit from this sort of persona. He's, he's kind of, yeah, as you say, Sam curated where he, he's like the, the sort of reluctant world-class golfer, which is just an absolutely insane sort of, um, idea when you think about it is like, oh yeah, I don't really like this sport and I wish I could play baseball a lot of which I think is just you know bullshit really at the end of the day but he, he probably is attractive to a lot of sports fans who aren't maybe the kind of traditional 
golf enthusiasts and mm. you know um, appreciate the kind of traditional ethos around the game about being respectful and and it being a sort of gentleman's sport he just flies in the face of that and i think you're right sam like a lot of the fans who who support him um are, are probably from a slightly different background to what you'd maybe expect he seems to have there's also that is it dave port um portnoy the the barstool guy yeah yeah, he, yeah exactly yeah so yeah. he's set barstool sports up and like he's taking on these like money matches with him where he's going to play left-handed against him for yeah. like a million bucks and it's stuff like, like frat that. mentality yeah, isn't it? it's, it's absolutely mm. but it's, it is also quite cool and entertaining but anyway so that's muirfield and in terms of the event itself to turn it on and we haven't actually talked about any golf all we've just, talked about is scandal well, no here. i know but i was expecting to turn on muirfield and see you know a fantastic lunch and fescue. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you think from what you saw on the weekend, Mills, that, that Muirfield's deserving of its place <laughs> on the Open Championship rotor? Do you yeah. think it's... I think, I mean, <laughs> when I saw it was on the Open rotor, I was, you know, it was a bit greener than I'm used to seeing yeah, at the yeah, Open yeah. and a bit more water. And in America like, as well. What is going on? I, know. I, know. I also oh, didn't I think Lynx had a huge amount of water, you know, ponds and, and stuff like that. But, you know, the RNA and their wisdom, they put it where it should be, yeah. so... It looks, just looks like a brutally tough tournament course, doesn't it? It, it really does. Isn't the plan to try and get a major there? That's basically what Nicholas was saying. He's like, I, want, he, I think he wants to get a US Open or a PGA there, hopefully, sure in the be. next few years. But it's um, it's just, yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it, in that it's a flagship event of the PGA Tour at the same course. And just, yeah, I mean, they've, they've made some changes to it, but it's like the sort of thick... Do you feel like the, the Jack Nicholas stuff is sort of laid on a little thick? Am I the only one that thinks that, or the Mister Nicholas stuff? This Mister Nicholas and the grey jacket, and sort of like they keep cutting to the camera, and all of a sudden they just sort of puts <laughs> him up on a pedestal. He's a fairly kind of accessible guy in the game, you know. He'll he'll talk to commentators. Mm. He doesn't have that sort of you know mysterious presence. I don't think you know he's fairly accessible out there. And then all of a sudden you get to this week, and it's like. I mean, obviously, the guy's a god in terms of what he's achieved in the game. But it's like that week, he just sort of, they just talk about him in a different way altogether. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, uh, every now and again, they kick into to Mr. Mode, don't they? Around no, the Masters I, I, I as well. I push back and say, look, it is nice that you, you have these select weeks, these select moments each year where you remember sort of great figures in the game. I think it's very easy for us just to kind of like go along with the next fad on Instagram or yeah, whatever. And I, think, I think having a little moment of respect, as long as it's tastefully done, I think that's mm. the key. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Kepka. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Mr. Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Mr. Kepka. I can't quite see that one coming off. Tough, tough to imagine really, isn't it? Anyway. So Olympic. Yes. The women's that, US Open. That course looked mint. Mm. Yeah, I'm really, going to play really there good. actually. I think that that uh, has got a reputation for being about as brutal as you can get a golf course. Mate, that 18th hole, I've actually never seen anything like it that green looked six paces wide yeah <laughs> silly wasn't you're it just looking at it from sort of a down the line view and you're like where on earth do you hit your ball here they had some i uh, forget the hole now but the, the fairway was probably about 20 yards wide and like yeah it's a tight fairway but the pickle here is that it's on about a 45 degree bank so basically yeah. you've only you've got like six yards on the right side of the fairway to aim at and otherwise it just completely runs off down the left it's like savage Absolutely savage. Looked a quality golf course, though. So, Lexi Thompson's short game. Um, masterclass. <laughs> How you can play top flight golf without such a short game was beyond me. <laughs> like, it gave me the heebie-jeebies on some of those chips when they cut to them, when they played through a round. And, she, I mean, it's an absolute stripe show when she hits it, isn't it? You, well, can, brand, yeah, you brand, can see where the strong part of the game's kicking in there. 
yeah, she absolutely rips it, isn't she? I mean, like some of the drives she hits are, yeah, extraordinary and um, huge advantage at that level to hit the ball that far. But I think Brandel Chambly said on the telecast after, he was like, yeah, when she knocked it to six feet for Eagle on the first and then put that putting stroke on it, I knew she was going to lose the tournament. Because, really? Yeah, and he makes a decent point. He's like, look... <laughs> He is quite analytical. I think sometimes he overdoes it, but in this case, I think mm. he's pretty spot on where he's like, you look at the slow-mo of that putting stroke on the six-footer she had for Eagle, and she hits this ball about an inch out the toe. She's like, if you hit a putt an inch out the toe and you're a world-class golfer, that is just going to ruin your confidence, like straight mm. off the bat. Maybe you'll miss it by like a couple of mil here and here, but it's quite hard. The putting I think was it's hard poor. They were coming up like a foot short, weren't yeah. they, from 10 foot and stuff. And it was, I mean, it was decel. It was awful. It was just not, it was not nice watching. I think, uh, I think if one of us missed a, a putt, you know, missed the middle of the putter face by an inch. You'd, you'd, you'd feed you'd, that. You'd, you'd feel yeah, that. you'd be like, yeah. well, what's gone on there? Like, <laughs> mm. uh, I think that's my normal putting Yeah, I mean, I'm it. used to getting them right out the heel or something. Mm. But On a six-footer? On a six-footer? Bearing in yeah, mind, I don't strike putts quick, that good, but yeah, I mean, quick professional golfer. And yeah. to be I fair, just quite an interesting remark, some but. of those guys that play, particularly like Inby Park, like Christ, I mean, anything inside 20 feet, you might as well just give it to her. Yeah. Like the, the quality of some of the, the short game and she, it just stood out there, didn't it, I thought. Yeah, and it's a shame because I really, I think, yeah, a lot of people really wanted her to win, didn't they? Because she's sort of, uh, you know, a bit of a home favourite in the in the US. Um, hits the ball a long way, like really good ball striker, which obviously makes him endearing as well. And then just to see that, would you call it sort of bleeding out, really, Sam? Is that the expression you give it? Because it was no, yeah, there's no, one a slow bleed for me, like a like a sort of a, sh- a shot wound to the stomach. That would just be, oh, this, you know, miss a few greens, but it just it just becomes a little bit sort of you know, unsightly, cheap bogeys, sort of on a bit of a bogey train. These were dungeons. They were what, this was like, an implode, do you think? Oh, yeah. This well, was, I don't know. I, mean, I think so. There was like the fold-overs going on. There five was over tosses. on the back nine of a major. It's not an implode. Well, it was five was, over on the back nine. Of, 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 of the last round of a major. There was a double on 11. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. then bogey yeah. 14, bogey 17, bogey What did McElroy shoot in the back nine? 2010 or whenever he blew it? Uh, mate, he shot, uh, the Masters in 2011, he shot 80-something. Yeah, but he shot a five, six over on the back nine, didn't he? Yeah, but he had doubles and I think he probably had a triple on 10 as well, actually. So it was, there's no question, it was a I collapse. I mean, <sighs> she I could. To be fair, though, Yuka Sasso had, uh, she was four over through three holes in the last round and then just turned it on. Yeah, in like, some ways, that's what makes, makes the golf, you know, particularly this sort of elite women's level, a little bit more watchable because there is, I think, a greater discrepancy in different parts of the game. And it, no, there is like, let's, let's, let's not get away from it. There's clearly greater level of inconsistency and some of them hugely major on the short game and the putting. And you've got people like Lexi Thompson <laughs> who are miles ahead. Some of them are not hitting the ball monstrous distances. Well, they're, and they're, then some they're of them are 220 yard par four. You're lo- I'm going to, I'm in danger of coming off this pod looking like a Isn't chauvinist. It's not the, <laughs> it's not the intention, no, no. but what I'm saying is there's clearly a, there's a greater no, delta in different aspects of the yeah. game. And I think that makes it a little bit more watchable. Because yeah, people can relate to it. Like fundamentally, I can relate to watching that a lot more than I can relate to watching Cantley around there. It's, you know, it is golf by numbers watching that Memorial stuff. You know, these guys have just got it on rope regardless. Well, do you not think there's just, um, there just seems to be in the women's game, a wider pool of good players. Like there, there seems to be more players that can win each week than yeah. than say, you'd pick maybe... 20 or 15 guys that could win any given day on a PGA. But there just seems to be more in the women's game, I think. But maybe I'm wrong. 
No, I think that's a fair point. I'd also say in the women's game, um, there's a, probably a greater indication of of just some young talent as well, and and kind of I don't want to say people coming out of nowhere, but um, just like really really young stars. So you know, Yuka Sasso is what she's nineteen. They do seem to perform incredibly well at young age, don't yeah, they? Yeah, the amateur. Well, I, I really hope I don't butcher this name, but the seventeen-year-old was it Mega Mega Ann? Um, you know, seventeen-year-old amateur was talking about doing maths homework on the weekend. <laughs> you know, and she's there in the final group of a major. Um, I think there's, yeah, there's uh, there's definitely something to your point there, Mills, about it being a, a greater sort yeah. of spread of, of talent in the women's game and also just some younger players but coming I through. I think there's and... something to do with Sam's point as well about discrepancy because they pushed a, they pushed the seventh forward on Saturday to 229 yards. And that's a par four. That's a par four. Now, there are clearly women in the game that can bomb it out there, you know, like, like Annie Van Damme or Lexi, you know. and But to, to think that they're putting 229 yards to make it, it was uphill, but to make a drivable par four, I mean, clearly there, there are some women that can't get the ball out there and that's, you know, the distances they need to do to make With it kind of even and stuff. Yeah, so there, there does seem to be a wider... Yeah, yeah and the scoring is wild, isn't stuff. it? I mean, Mel Reed was absolutely on day. fire day one. Finished up here T46 plus 12. You know, these are huge, yeah. huge, huge kind of like peaks and troughs in form. And I think, you know, that is why, back to the point, it's more relatable. Do you know what else there's more of in women's golf? More mashed potato, more ball markers on the peak of their visors. I have no idea what that is all about. Mm, Some of them have got like about that. four of them on. Do you see? Are you not, I just, they've still got pockets. Like I'm not, I, but they've they've all got literally like five or six of them. Like, I've never needed more than one at once. Did you not spot this? Like they, they, do the, the, I, they were like multiple different ball clips on that on their visors that we're going for. Remarkable stuff. I like it. Yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on it. I'm not a cat man, but I think if I was a cat man, I'd like the ease of just... Yeah. See, that's funny. You've just reminded me of something that I used to do when I was a junior and I've not done it for do years now. Do you have a hat ball marker? But it is so much better than having it in your pocket, isn't it? Because... Mm. Is it? I'll tell you what, I'm I not... I think fun. so. If you're wearing a hat, because then it's like you always know it's just bang straight in I'll there. I'll get you, you one for your birthday. For oh, your birthday's just been... We'll have to wait, <laughs> we'll have to wait for a bit. Not, not a fan of uh, ball markers on gloves, though. Mm. Shouldn't exist. Bit choppy. Choppy, it? it's kind of choppy. It's kind yeah. of not quite at the level of having a black glove, but it's it's, it's approaching. If you get if you get the correct amount of John Rahm bow in the wrist, it'll pop off it'll in that, pop that magnet. Yeah. Well, there we go. But I, I you know, not withstanding, it was it was a uh, it was a highly enjoyable weekend's golf. We've got a uh, a little event going on this weekend, I think, haven't we? Uh, Palmetto <laughs> Championship at Congaree, uh, which is a pretty exciting golf course. I don't know huge amounts about it, but then I think it's... Uh, We're talking about the Porsche. Uh, we can talk about the Porsche as well. Yeah, of course. I was I tuned that on. I was like, what the hell is Casey Dad playing European Tour? And then you've just nailed it before we started podding. Yeah. He's uh, sponsored by Porsche. He wasn't. He a courtesy wasn't that yeah. Matt Wallace would learn well to, Por- to, 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 to make good on when the British Masters is held there. Um, the Casey sponsored yeah, by yeah. Porsche and Colgate. Yeah, Colgate. And, uh, well, yeah. well uh, Bern Wiesberger was over there as well. Um, Bern and he, Cheeseburger. <laughs> he's uh he won did he win last week or the week before so but but he's obviously i'm getting you know knocking on the door of top 50 in the world um he'll, I, I he'll make the european right cup team yeah so it, it was interesting to see um yeah some kind of star-studded players out there in playing in the, in the porsche european open um given that you know the memorial such a big flagship event and now we've got a big you know lead up really to the mm. us open at tory pines but uh, marcus armitage there that's another 
you know, brilliant stories. I mean, that guy just shoots from the hip with his interviews. It's so refreshing, his honesty. But uh, for him to to win um, was was pretty cool to see, I thought. Cool. Well, we're going to, um, you mentioned the Ryder Cup as well. We're going to follow up. We're, we're not far from being 100 days out from the Ryder Cup as well. Yeah. Are we just going to skim so, past my handicap cut? Oh, I right, didn't okay. think it was going to make the. I didn't think it was making waves in America and Australia. No. Do you want to talk about it? I I mean, like no, I don't think we should. I don't think we should. No, well, you can, mentioned it now, so no, just people, cut, are, people cut, are going to be curious. So cut to you're six. down to down to six. Cut to six. And what well, we there we before? go. Let's move on. That's what I want to well, say. We're for seven. Good round on the weekend, wasn't it? I played okay. On First the medal of the year. Uh, I. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I think it was the first competition we've first had. First time mid card in hand. Yeah. 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 So well done to you, Tom. Down yeah. to five point. No, six point zero. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's a lot, a lot of moving parts now, aren't there? With the world handicap system, you got your world handicap, handicap, and then your course handicap, and then your. Apparently, you get ninety percent of your allowance. Nine percent. Yeah. Amazing. We were sat around the bar the other night um, after we played the medal, and I was just. Trying to work out I was talking to cut. people about it and they were talking about handicaps and I was like I don't know what you're talking about yeah. I thought this was 8 from 20 and we and I got a, a WHS and then I got a, a kind of a, a course adjustment you're talking about things here I've got no understanding of like it's so far yeah well Sam Clapham former guest of the podcast messaged me and said well this is my handicap what am I playing off next week when I come and visit and I was like Phew. Hand me the abacus. Like, what do I do? Yeah. I don't, like, how do you calculate? It's so difficult. But um, I think you just plug it into apps, don't you? Let the computers do it. But yeah, let them take it. All we've got to do is put a smooth swing on it, find fairways, find grips. So you've got to worry about the inputs. Score worry about itself. Just mm. hit the middle of the bat, score low. Mm. Don't need to worry about the handicap stuff. Good. I think that's it for this week. We're going to follow up on the Ryder Cup. We've obviously got the mixer this weekend, which is going to be sick. We're going to be dropping YouTube films. Very soon, old Tom Morris series of June kicks off. The that is going to be that is absolutely mint. Um, some of the stuff you've obviously shown some of the footage mills, and it's looking beautiful. So, um, looking forward to releasing that. Stay tuned. And Blackwell Golf Club Club Championships on Saturday. No doubt our listeners will be well, it's all, it's itching club. to hear about the results on that. Will Will Bruce <laughs> be in the in the chair as the Recently crowned club champion of Blackwell 2021. Who knows? But you're going to have to tune strange. in next time to find out. When uh, when we did our first few podcasts, very long time ago now, we introduced him as the club champion. Yeah. He's no longer the club champion. No. So, well, see if you can reclaim your crown. Nothing like gonna putting try and it out for there into the sort of podosphere is there to just put a bit of pressure on yourself. Doesn't put any pressure on I, me, mate. <laughs> I, I, I'm playing in it. I've, I've got every intention of trying to win. Brilliant. There's no pressure on me. Well, I'm There's glad no we mentioned me. that. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> enough, enough about our own golf. Um, we'll see you next time. Keep your ears peeled. Adios. Watch this.